Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. Our Matrix server is about as free as Internet chat can be. Join the existing rooms or create your own at chat.freetalklive.com. It's talk radio that you control. And the number to get in on the conversation with us, bring up whatever's on your mind, tell the radio listeners of America what's on your mind. That number is 603-283-6160. And tonight, hosting Free Talk Live, you have me, Bonnie. Riley. And Mark, live from Florida. Oh, nice. Florida. And the other two of us are live in our studio here, uh, Free Talk Live studio here in Keene, New Hampshire. But tonight we're going to be talking about all kinds of different things. And the first thing I brought in to talk about tonight has to do with Russia. Conservative talk show host, Tucker Carlson, everybody seems to love or hate him. I, I don't have much of an opinion on him. Like, he's a good interviewer. I... I ever since I started doing Free Talk Live, I now notice those types of things. Like, yep, um, what makes somebody a good interviewer? Yeah, you're going to hear the types of questions they ask and yeah. things like that, and how they carry the conversation. Even Joe Rogan, I've never been like a fan of his, and sometimes like somebody will be showing me something of his, and I'm just like, wow, he's he's great at that. Yeah, I think that it's it's worth mentioning that resting Tucker face is a <laughs> national treasure. What does that mean? Well, when he's, he's sitting there, he kind of looks like he, he's looking, trying to look head, half serious, half confused. <laughs> and it's just amazing to see. It's like, man, how long are you gonna you gonna hold that pose, dude? That's that's funny. Like, I don't like watch his stuff. I've only seen him here and there, but I even know what you're referring to. I've seen that look on his face, kind of like one eye right. bigger than the other. People want uh, the people want the video content, but by and large, he's got a podcast. Essentially, you know, like it's all all of his content is audio, so he has to kind of make his video more interesting. And I know he's sat in front of a mirror, look at trying to how do I how do I look when I've asked a question? What do I do here? Well, that's not and a so bad he, idea. That's what he came up with. <laughs> huh, that's I, funny. I always think about how Taylor Swift has. Like all kinds of people around her telling her how to maximize profits and blah, blah, blah. And they probably tell her like, you know, stand up straight and all this. And she's probably been coached on this and she's still a mouth breather. (laughs) Really? What's a mouth? I mean, like when she's dancing or? No, it's like when she's just walking around, not thinking she starts to just like hold her mouth open in an ugly way. It's like one of the most... um, unappealing looking habits and i i think people should be conscious to not do it but taylor swift somebody has to have mentioned that to her before or if they don't she has no real friends around her you know (laughs) (laughs) well you are a taylor critic aren't you bonnie yeah yeah i know you're not the biggest fan i i thought it's gone through my head a couple of times the statistic you had that you told me like a week ago comparing Taylor Swift and Lady Gaga and their hits. Can you spit that back out at me? Because I so people have been saying like, oh, Taylor Swift now has the most Grammys I think ever, if not of a, a female artist. But the thing is, she has one more Grammy than Lady Gaga, but she has almost double the amount of albums. So it took Gaga almost half of the work to get one fewer grammy so you're saying that lady gaga has more talent than taylor swift i i wouldn't say that grammys actually tell you how much talent someone has because they just seem i can't believe the results sometimes like lana del rey having zero grammys is absolutely ridiculous yeah but i would i just don't like that people try to act like oh taylor's the queen she does the best at everything no she's not even that great. most grammys won Says Beyonce with 32, 
Hmm. Sir George Stoley. I'm not sure who that is. Quincy Jones, Alison Cross. Maybe this is a type of uh, most. Maybe it was like by... in pop. I don't know. I, I just know. I don't see Taylor like... Swift on the list. People were but, talking about Taylor Swift yeah. surpassing Lady Gaga. Maybe it wasn't the most. I don't know. Okay. Maybe, maybe maybe that's what it was. Yeah. So erase the part I said about it being the most of anything. I don't know. Shift. But as far as comparing Lady Swift. Gaga and Taylor Swift. Plus they just changed. So I don't know if that's dated. Swift. <laughs> and yeah. I have when I first heard the name, I thought it was a, a sprinter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. 52 grammage. Take it home. 14 wins. So. Apparently, um, Kanye West was correct when he said that Beyonce is the greatest uh, entertainer ever. Of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, back then I wasn't a Kanye like fan or anything, and I was kind of like, oh, that seems mean what he did to Taylor Swift because she was just like this nice country girl. Um, but now I just, I love that clip so much. But I, I changed the subject to Taylor Swift for some reason. Oh, because we are talking about faces like yeah, people and you were make mentioning on TV. That, uh, Taylor Swift was a mouth breather. Yeah, and I was I was mentioning that, and I also was saying it because Mark was commenting on the look that Tucker Carlson gets on his face when he's doing an interview, um, and that brings us back to this story from med- Mediate dot com. Never heard of it. It's like Media Ite. That's kind of I guess a interesting um, play on words. Mediate. Mediate. Uh, no, I yeah. think it's Mediate. Okay, but um. This is from Mediate.com. Oh, no, it's Mediate. You're right. Okay. Just seeing it all mixed together in the URL looked like Mediate. So <laughs> Mediate.com. This is, this is the problem with teaching kids the uh, CSA method in school. Uh, Never heard of that. So there's, there's this long-running debate, and I don't think – so my son was taught the CSA method, but as a person who was taught the other method, the phonics method – I'm of the opinion that the phonics method is is superior because I sound like a boomer when I say it. And uh, basically, the CSA method seems to work very quickly, and that's the really great thing is is that it gets kids reading faster. But the phonics method kind of has them sounding it out. Like, remember Sesame Street? They'd say, B-face, but-face. But mm-hmm. face, right? Like they come up with whatever the word that way, and then you'd sound it out. And, and well, I wonder if something changed in my head or something because I was homeschooled until third oh, grade, really? and I know I had phonics books, and okay. I learned to sound things out. So, like, I looked at that word and immediately just thought it said mediate. I don't know. Like, I wonder if something changed. Maybe it's um the fact that I type on a cell phone that you know, finishes my words for me. Oh, like that. Indeed. Same here. Definitely uh, my spelling has taken a hit because I... Damn you, autocorrect. Yeah. I just, I let autocorrect finish my words a lot. And I type so fast that way. So <laughs> maybe it is superior, you know, in this day and age. Yeah, I am not a fast typer. So hmm. can't argue on that. Yeah, like today Ian kept being surprised because he will... Um, What's the word? He'll say it out loud. He'll dictate a email for me and I type it. And I kept being like, okay, what else? And he was just wow. like, he was surprised that I was done typing it. Hmm. I'm pretty probably doing it with just your thumbs. Well, yeah. The thing is like either w- when I'm on my phone with just my thumbs, I do so fast that Ian can't even believe that at all. But on my keyboard, I don't type correctly, but I do it fast. I just use my two fingers, two fingers on each hand. But huh. I do it really fast. That's cool. I, I like it's so restraining to do it the way they teach you in a computer class with all four fingers. I can't do that. Well, I'm going to send out a little thank you to the long dead Mrs. Bird uh, <laughs> for teaching me the good old fashioned system on an IBM Selectric. Well, What's those things that? were. <laughs> I love that. I can't get enough of young people saying, "What is that?" <laughs> After I say IBM Selectric too. Um, <laughs> It's an electric typewriter, and like it sounds like a machine gun when you're oh. when you're going along because the actual keys are striking. Yeah. it's yeah. not a key; it's a big ball, actually, not a key, huh. but it it's really loud. Hmm. I have never heard the name of it, but I do know what a typewriter is. I've actually never used one. It would probably be fun. That reminds- That's electric's a big ass typewriter. Wow. Hmm. That reminds me of the days when I had to carry a brailer, which is a you know a big. I guess it's like a typewriter type thing, but it has the six dots 
for Braille, and plus a backspace key, which doesn't erase anything. It just moves your carriage backwards, and you have to erase it with your finger, your fingernail, rather, and a new line key, which just moves your paper down. So I I had one of those for a while growing up, and they're big and heavy. They're not electric. Well, there are some that are electric, but there are also some that aren't, and so... Having one of those reminds me of having a typewriter and think Mark's story of a typewriter. Yeah, so that does it make like bumps in the paper by like pressing it? It does. Interesting. Yes. I've never seen one of those either. So we really got off topic, but that's fine. It's Free Talk Live and I like to talk about Selectrics. The the callers (laughs) can call in about Selectrics or whatever they want to call in. About as well, which is, that number is 603-283-6160, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. But this from Mediaite.com says conservatives are roasting Tucker Carlson for creating actual Soviet propaganda during wide-eyed Russia tour. They said, has he never been to Publix, which is a Florida grocery store, or at least Southern grocery store, because my parents have yep. one in Alabama. And I'm kind of jealous, like, everybody seems to act like Publix is, is so great, and I don't even think I've ever stepped inside one. I live uh, with less than a mile from a Publix, and up until a couple of months ago, you would have had me saying that it's the best grocery store in America. But started right here by the Amish in Sarasota is a store called Detweiler's. And the produce in Detweiler's beats the pants off of Publix. It's I am Amish grown. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but it oh. is, they try to get local and, and that sort of thing. And they do have some Amish ladies working there. Wow. The baking, if uh, specifically baking is uh, where the Amish excel. And they I'm do have they, they had some there. Yeah. So it's really impressive. It's interesting. Roger Veer, who's a longtime advertiser here on Free Talk Live and was later known as Bitcoin Jesus, came to Sarasota one time. And the thing that he couldn't not talk about was Detweilers. He just <laughs> thought that was the best. So doesn't there, have a yep. very uh, good ring to the name Detweilers. Like I yeah. already had forgotten what you had called it. Publix <laughs> is a little bit um, better <laughs> yeah. as far as advertising the name. It was a really sad day in my youth when Publix had to open on Sundays. Originally, they were closed on Sundays as a good Christian store, and they just couldn't compete. By not opening. Why so, is that sad? Wouldn't you want them open? Or did you work there? It just, it was an ending of an era. Mm. Yeah, things changed. And I don't like when things change and it's not my idea. Wait, are you saying Detweiler or Publix, Publix. had to start? Detweiler's is still closed on Sundays. Oh, okay. okay. I was like, wow, that's a little surprising that a bunch of Amish yep. would do that. So the reason that they are making fun of Tucker Carlson by saying, has he never been to Publix? is because he went to Moscow to interview Vladimir Putin. And while he was there, he made some videos. I haven't seen them yet, but it's going to be described in this article. He made some videos where he's walking around a grocery store in Moscow, and not just the grocery store, but other places in Moscow, and saying how much cleaner, safer, and prettier Moscow is than than the United States. And he seems to be going like over the top acting like it's so great and people are roasting him for it saying that he's basically doing propaganda it's really strange behavior honestly i, I read a bit of this had you guys heard of this yeah i've heard well, of it. i've heard people i've seen people tweeting about this whole idea of tucker carlson talking about russian grocery stores and things like things like that and i find it interesting because yeah, it could be seen as Russian propaganda, but it's also Tucker giving a look at what's going on in Russia. Right. Right. I think there's nothing wrong with going to Russian grocery stores and saying, hey, look, this is what they got. Look, oh, wow. What is this thing? Is this a dead fish in here? What is this? <laughs> uh, like, I have no idea what right. it's like in a Russian grocery store. I think all of that's fine. I do understand the dilemma that happens when you're doing an interview. When you get an interview and you're like, well, I don't want to roast this person, specifically Putin, where you'll die if you do. And I think that what Tucker is asking from his audience is to be a mature media consumer and to understand that he is doing an interview the best as he can under the circumstances. And that's that, you know, I 
I don't have a problem with him going to Russia and doing an interview. As a matter of fact, I think that that's what his job is. But I, I, I can see what people say that he's polishing Putin's apple. I can see it. Yeah. But <laughs> Tucker has no particular reason to be a, uh, you know, a, a mouthpiece for the state. We've got plenty of that. I um, just think it makes me wonder if this was part of the deal. Like they're like, okay, we give you interview okay. with Putin. We give you an interview. <laughs> you have to tell but, us, <laughs> tell us that our stores are great. Yep, exactly. Like, yeah, it, I would see. I could see Russia doing something like that, especially you know the Russian government. I definitely, especially after the Yeltsin thing. So, yeah. what's that? Boris Yeltsin. One time, long ago, probably in the early 90s, went to American grocery stores, and he's like, look at all this stuff. This is wonderful. <laughs> and uh, I'm, this is probably not a very good Yeltsin impersonation. <laughs> Who was he? Like, was he a... He was, uh, he was the president. Yeah, the president of Russia in the 90s. Wow, never heard of that name. Yep. And I think that they want a little something like that. Um, I l- watched some of the interview <laughs> with Putin, but I did not watch the whole thing. I was not shocked as an American by it, nor was I shocked as um, you know an interviewer. I just didn't think. I do interviews for a living too, so you know. I thought I think it's much ado about nothing, and it's free advertising for Tucker Carlson. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So, like, it's not like he's doing something. He's not doing something immoral to get views or anything like that. He's just raving about a grocery store. But it is pretty funny the way that people are roasting him. And if you don't know what that means, it means making fun of him. I, I, I've almost found it off-putting that this media I, website has the word roast in its headline. Conservatives <laughs> roast Tucker Carlson. It's like, do boomers know what that means? Are they like, <laughs> I'm he's sure dead? They do. I'm sure they do. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe most of them do. But it says, on Wednesday, Carlson dropped two short videos of him evaluating the subway station and grocery store in the Russian capital, Moscow. It's perfectly clean and orderly, declared Carlson of the former, contrasting it with the American or sorry, with American metro systems. You know, Russia is famous for its bread, um, he said before stating that it's fresh, too. A moment, a few moments later, he exclaimed, look at that, and then proceeded to groan, sniff another loaf, and shout, come on, before placing it in his cart. Well, <laughs> to be clear, I've been to American grocery stores, like Publix, <laughs> and I've been to European grocery stores. Now, I've never been to Moscow, and I've never had their uh, bread, but I'll say this. American bread is crap. Yeah. Compared to European bread, it's oh, absolutely. I'm sure it is. I wouldn't. They wouldn't feed their dogs our bread. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, but you're saying our bread, but in grocery stores where they have like all all the bread in their aisle mostly sucks. But there are places in America you can buy good bread. It's just like sure. the most crap grocery store, the most crap brands. Like in Keene, there is a local place in Keene that does sour bro or sour sourdough and all kinds of other breads. They don't put seed oils in it. It's really good. It's um, just the the bread for the masses. It probably sucks. I recently stayed for a month in Spain while my son was there at school. And, you know, I would just pop into different Airbnbs different weeks because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to rent the whole time in one place. And I went to several different grocery stores. These are regular grocery stores, nothing special about them. And the croissants that I would get in the morning were fresh and delicious. And they, I mean, like to the point that I don't want to eat anything but croissants for breakfast, that kind of thing. That's amazing. That sounds really yummy. It does. Yeah, I just got some brie and some jam and the croissants. And I pretty soon it's basically eating cake for uh, breakfast. But uh, I went to several different grocery stores, and now I believe that there are good grocery stores uh, um, in America that have good bread, but this was always walking distance in one crap town, Mercia, in Spain. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give the uh, gold medal uh, for breads to <laughs> Europe. And I'm sure I, it's really good, like amazing, and I totally believe that. It's just kind of silly to pick up a piece of bread, and I see the the screenshot here. It's like in plastic, smell it, and then say, 
oh my god come on like <laughs> could you really tell could you really tell just from doing that um I don't know what you could tell and what you couldn't, but uh, if if the bread in Moscow is half as good as the croissants were in Spain, then it is still two times as good as the uh, dog food that we get served in the U.S. <laughs> I can imagine. That's one thing that really makes me want to go to Europe. There's not a lot that makes me want to go to Europe, but every time I see a picture where somebody's like, all I ate was croissants and coffee with a bunch of sugar and cream in it uh, for breakfast and I never got fat because I walked around, blah, blah. That's like a common thing you see people talk about. It looks so freaking good. Like, I love bread. I love carbs and I love sugar. And um, I just think that it would be so much better to eat it in Europe because they outlaw um, seed oils and all kinds of other crap that is mm. the real cause of people being fat. Yeah. Well, in France, where I did have croissants, but I bought far fewer. I don't think I bought any in a grocery store there, so I didn't want to give that as an example. Um, they they have laws concerning their bakeries and when they're open and all kinds of things like that. They take their bread very seriously in Paris. And the other thing is it just um, – croissants are supposed to be made with a lot of butter, and a lot of people think, oh, well, like butter makes you fat. I don't believe that. I don't believe butter from a healthy cow makes people fat. I think it's really good for you. I well, agree. three yeah. croissants a day. With brie and jelly makes you fat. <laughs> did you gain weight when you were in Spain? Yes. Yes, I did. Oh, wow. Walking everywhere. Wow. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe the bread is better in Russia. And to be fair, I don't have any kind of um, hate against Russia or anything. I'm not trying to say, like, it, it probably isn't that great just because I don't like Russia. No, I actually really got interested in Russia right before the war, and I was watching... This just because some, you know, how YouTube will just show you something out of nowhere. Um, it showed me this girl's YouTube channel that she she's a Russian and she lives in Russia and she shows different regions and like her travels all over Russia and talks about Russia. And it looks I started thinking like, wow, I want to go there one day. It looks so fun. Then the freaking war happened and you became a terrorist if you even That's said something like that. That's the problem with war is it makes makes other people in other geographical polygons of the land terrorists. And that's really sad. There's no particular – there's nothing more or less patriotic about going to Moscow today than there was five years ago. Right. Yeah. But I got some heat for going to Havana. It's like, why do you hate America? Wow. Well, I don't hate America, but I'm kind of mad that I had to go to Havana this backdoor way. Yeah. Hmm. I would like to see what it's like in a place that is so trashed by communism because then you have like your firsthand experience to talk about what it's like there. There's a lot of that. 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live. More coming up. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. USA News Update. Sex and money takes center stage in the hearing regarding the potential removal of D.A. Fonnie Willis from Donald Trump's Georgia election case. A Trump co-defendant alleges that Willis financially benefited from hiring Nathan Wade, who allegedly treated her to luxurious vacations. Wade claims that Willis contributed financially, but lacks deposit slips to substantiate the payments. The Kansas City Police Chief reports that the Super Bowl shooting began as a dispute among a number of individuals, culminating in gunfire. Chief Stacy 
Graves disclosed that two of the shooters are juveniles, and among the 22 wounded victims, half are under the age of 16. Researchers have detected additional water in outer space. Utilizing data from a retired NASA mission, scientists identified water on the surfaces of two asteroids. The Southwest Research Institute reports this marks the inaugural discovery of water molecules on an asteroid's surface. John Schaefer, USA News. Have you ever watched a video on the internet and found yourself waiting for the skip the ad button? The reason this takes a few seconds is because the video delivery companies get to collect impression commission, and the viewer never sees the advertisement. The company still pays full price to run the ad. Does this sound like a scam to you? Is there any wonder why internet ads are so ineffective? For over 100 years, radio has been a proven source for companies' messages. Radio listeners are engaged and want to support the companies that sponsor the shows they're so passionate about. Simple companies like window treatments, security, pillow companies, and more have been able to break away from the big box stores, building multi-million dollar businesses. Find out what radio can do for your business. Call 877-996-4327 or advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. We still do email. Drop your email address in the entry box at freetalklive.com and you'll be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live. that you control anyone can call in to 603-283-6160 and bring up whatever is on their mind and free talk live is brought to you by dash digital cash dash is the cryptocurrency made for spending dash transactions are irreversible so dash is great for merchants plus its network is protected from 51 percent attacks by its chain locks technology Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month for this sponsorship. It's easy to get and use Dash. You can learn more at dash.org. That's dash.org. And on Free Talk Live tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Riley. And Mark. And we were talking in the last segment. Well, there's this story about Tucker Carlson, um, American ex-Fox News show host and now he's on his own um doing just as well without fox news um i'm not really sure if he's gonna join anyone else or just be his own thing from now on i think he's he gonna do be... what makes him the most money yes that's <laughs> what he's gonna do i think he'd be better off doing whatever tucker carlson is gonna do to make money yeah and uh people really like his interviews and in his show and he went and interviewed vladimir putin and people were up in arms, you know, some people, not everyone, were up in arms about that, like, as if you shouldn't interview someone just because you think they're bad. Like, you don't want to hear what they have to say. That's just nonsense. In in the last, um, our, so a week ago on Thursday, Riley was on with us as well, and he pointed out that if somehow there was a way for Tucker Carlson or whoever to be interviewing Satan, Riley said he'd want that interview to go down and he'd want to listen to it. 
Yeah, I would. I'd want to listen to it. I may not agree with what Satan has to say, but, you know, there's there's got to be freedom of speech and people have to be able to hear things they disagree with. There was a big controversy with Free Talk Live at one point taking Christopher Cantwell, the guy known as the crying Nazi, taking his calls from jail. Now, we weren't paying for them, and he was calling this show in order to you know, because it's free talk live. And one of, it was a, actually a journalist who was asking me questions about it so that she could then report on us reporting on this. This is our manner of reporting. So you can call in right now and we'll report on what you want to talk about. And she was like, you know, why are you doing this? And I said, I'd take Jeffrey Dahmer's call if he called in. <laughs> wow. And she's like, can I quote you on that? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah, quote us. Quote us. We'll take Jeffrey Dahmer's call. We'll take Timothy McVeigh's call. We'll take... Not anymore you want. I mean, actually, if... um, if I didn't even think of it in that um, light. I would watch an interview of Satan, and I would interview Satan. Maybe not host him in my house. That would be kind of scary. Yeah, that would be... Well, that was the difference, is is the Cantwell had previously been on the show. Yeah. And I can kind of see the point that if, hey, if you kick Cantwell off, but you're still letting him come back on the air, then what... What kind of kicking that off is that? But that's not it, – it doesn't understand what a show called Free Talk Live is about. It takes something to get kicked off the air here. Oh, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I um, never heard a, an actual episode with him, but he is so funny. Like, he doesn't even have to say something that's necessarily funny. It's like just his – like way of speaking is so funny and he was just a very talented talk show person so ian really didn't like just it was not like he was just like looking for any reason to kick him off like nope everybody liked him as a person or i don't know he wanted to get kicked off really Uh, what what other explanation is there for uh you know what he did he Cantwell at one point had a conversation. He invited Ian and I down to the pub there just off Main Street in Keene, New Hampshire, and they said, I'll pay for lunch. I want to talk to you guys. And basically what his uh, proposal was is, I want you guys to get yourselves kicked off of radio what? and do wow, solely that's... podcast. Okay, This is what these... I can't remember who they are. Opie and Anthony. This is what Opie and Anthony did, and it made them huge. Yeah. But well, we're not a like morning run that show. By you guys, right? No, no, he wasn't. No, he was proposing that we do it. Yeah. That we, oh. you know, intentionally get ourselves kicked off, create the uh, excitement that goes with that, and use that excitement to. Oh, that's know, what you were doing, Mark. Kickstart ourselves. That's what we would have done had we followed his advice, no, which think, we weren't going to do. I think that you took his advice and tried to get. Um, the show kicked off when you... Oh, you mean when by uh, called uh, Ian a Bamf? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am not sure how to uh, explain it to the radio listeners without... Right. It's it's a series of uh, three cuss words um, thrown, uh, you know, strung together with the initials B-A-M. Um, B-A-M-F, I guess. Yep. Yeah. So... Oh, yeah, I, yeah, not my proudest uh, point in my career, but I will say it is our most viewed video. Oh yeah, I had to show my little sister the other day because someone <laughs> brought it up, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta watch that again." It's been like a year, and yeah. I showed Elsbeth. I was like, "You need to understand the lore of this," and she was just like shocked that it was you because she says you're so nice. Right, I'm just such a mild mannered dude. I, I put up with so much, but you know, it's it's one of those things. I mean, Ian and I are basically brothers and you know every once in a while a brother will go after (laughs) the other brother oh my gosh it's so funny and then ian is being um like this is a thing ian does to me when we don't even like actually fight like except for like once and um whenever we are having a little disagreement ian becomes like (sighs) he just does it he gets that exact same tone that he was speaking to you in very unprofessional <laughs> oh wow, that's that's very unprofessional. You're you're a very angry man. <laughs> well, he's not wrong. <laughs> oh. I've worked with Ian for twenty years. I am a very angry man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, wow. So it looks like we do have a caller on the line. So caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? 
Oh, okay. Am I on the air now? Yeah, you, you are. are. <laughs> it's February, and I got a fan on here in Louisiana. Oh, wow. Um, I'm, just, I'm going way out uh, of the uh, left field here. I just let everybody know that uh, I am anti-totalitarian. Uh, I just got through reading uh, Brave New World by Audio Suxley, and I'm in the middle of the, uh, his uh, uh, other book, uh, Brave New World Revisited. I've gone over Orwell's 1984, get this, nine times, wow. twice for Animal Farm, and oh, nice. twice for the book We, We by... Really? I was going to ask this. Huh. Is that yeah. another Orwell book? No. Actually, they, they, I'll let, can I, who wants to explain this one? Okay, I'm going to explain it. It was written by a Russian author in 1921. He got kicked out of the Soviet Union when he wrote a dystopian novel, uh, anti-totalitarian novel that kind of exposed Stalinism. And uh, it, it's simply called We. It's where, uh, you, know, uh, you know, they control everybody through a combination of political manipulation and the occasional uh, lobotomy. And every once in a while somebody gets out of line, then they'll uh, mercifully kill them. Hmm. Uh, and that's what, the, you know, both Huxley and Orwell, i.e. Eric Arthur Blair, had read that book extensively and based a lot of their works on it. There's, you know, like in Orwell's 1984, there's similarities such as Benefactor and Big Brother, and there's opposites, which I will not go into. I have uh, my view on uh, constitutional libertarianism is a little bit different. Uh, you're going to love this one. I have read the authorized King James Version of the Bible. I'm in the 72nd reading, Whoa. about 159 times for the New Testament. But I had nine. I'm I had 10 different translations, which I trashed at the bottom of the Shreveport City dump because they read more like Orwell's uh, 1984 10th edition Newspeak Dictionary. Oh, wow. Wait, um, okay. Which translation is that? Living the authorized Bible. King oh. James Bible 1611, the Cambridge edition. Okay. Uh, okay. The new oh. King James is not the old King James, but I, what I'm trying to do is talk about totalitarianism. There is a uh, book I also just got through reading uh, called The Commissioner. We have serious violent uh, crimes. These these people are about as bad as thought police here at Shreveport City Police and Cattle Parish Sheriff's Office. In the 1970s, we had a problem with a guy named George Dortoys who had a guy by the name of Jim Leslie murdered in the Baton Rouge, uh, New Orleans area. He was going to kill him himself. But there was a lot of cover-up by a bunch of different police officers. There were about five of them that stood up against uh, this individual man. We have a kind of a totalitarian problem here in Shreveport, Louisiana. As a matter of fact, all of Louisiana. Oh, yeah, uh, it's definitely know, a police state there. I used to have to drive through there on my way to Alabama from Texas. Um, and I, I just saw you. so many um, cops uh, constantly. It, de it definitely feels like a police state there. It sort of is. Uh, now, the one thing is, is not right. The reason it's not a, quite a police state is because, you know, let's say the Nazis, the communists, Orwell's thought police, you know, not so imaginary, had a work ethic and they had some intelligence and they had some sort of, um, how shall I say this, uh, uh, an ability to reason beyond their own selves a little bit, even though they were dedicated to something like Nazism, socialism and Ingsoc, English socialism and communism, yeah. they, uh, the law enforcement around here is not so intelligent. Huh. Oh, but, that could be bad. Oh, it's extremely bad. I know you got a bunch of people to get on home. I'm, I've got three books to recommend to you. This is what I need to get you uh, to read. Uh, even though I was raised, God help me, talking about a cult, uh, Southern Baptist, and you go online and talk about how the Southern Baptist Convention are raping kids, teenagers, and such, left and right in the churches. Oh, no. Just go online, just uh, Google Southern Baptist rape. There is uh, three sets of books written by a Jewish psychologist, and yes, I read books by uh, Jewish people. If they got something good to say, I will embrace it. Nice. 
Uh, I'm gonna, if you got a pen and paper, yeah, everybody I actually do. out there. Okay. Illuminati, the cult that hijacked the world. Wow. Illuminati 2, <laughs> Deceit and Deception. Uh, Illuminati 3, Satanic Possession. Huh. And he exposes the Masonic Lodge up one side and down the other. I've had people who are either in Masonic Lodge, and my family can folk from relatives, are trying to get into it. Everything he talks about it is true. So I mean, who, who wrote that? There are those books? Okay, and yeah, here we go. We're going to spell it for you. Dr. Okay. Henry. Okay, it's spelled like Macau. It's N-C-K-A-W, I believe. It's either A and O. You got to forgive me. I was educated in public school. Yes. I quit school and got a GED, but I self-educated myself. I guess reading these books has made me a little bit smarter. So what would you say that is the biggest takeaway from these books that you want? Why did you want to share them with people? I want to share it with you because you have a lot of people in the Masonic Lodge who are controlling things from behind. The Southern Baptist Convention is one of them. I found out from a I can talk to Catholic people, from my Catholic friend who's my doctor, uh, told me that uh, in part the, uh, the Southern Baptist Convention was founded by the Ku Klux Klan. The Masonic Lodge founded both the Ku Klux Klan and both of them together founded the Southern Baptist Convention. They, <laughs> the worst thing you want to be in walking across is a Southern Baptist college. Uh, they don't believe in the Bible, period. That's I won't, so now, I'm not here to judge down the Southern Baptist Convention, but, but uh, since I was raised that way, I had to go learn the Bible for myself. Uh, but there's a lot of criminal and what criminality going to Arkansas, Louisiana, uh, Texas area. Oh, by the way, see the movie, um, what's it called, uh, American Made with Tom Cruise? Whether you like him, hate him, or indifferent to him. I think he's hot. Uh, he talks about how the CIA was bringing in a, a bunch of uh, dope and drugs in Mena, Arkansas hmm. during the 1980s, which uh, I had a gun pulled on me when I was 16 years old because I accidentally interrupted a dope deal. In Arkansas? Uh, well, actually around in East Texas. I'm going to say Cass County, Texas. A son of a United Pentecost preacher. And a bunch of their, uh, uh, the family kinfolk relatives and half that church down there in, uh, we're going to go and say it, McLeod, Texas, were selling cocaine all over the place. Arkansas, Louisiana, Texas state authorities were trying to catch them. They finally caught a bunch of them. But you have, like, these people who are just, you know, uh, and I, I'm going to say both Republicans and Democrats uh, who should be in a federal prison working 12-hour days, six days a week, um, you know, put put away for the criminality that goes on around here, and that's just around here. So, um, one thing I am get, gathering from what you're saying, like how this all ties into you being anti-authoritarian, one thing I will definitely say is it doesn't matter, and it sounds to me like you're very open about, um, you know, meeting and having conversations with people of different um, belief systems. Well, one thing I've noticed, and I think Riley might be able to back me up on yeah. this, is that people who declare, you know, they are, um, they they have a belief in basically any sect of any religion, they can be a really good thing for some people, and usually, like, the common person sitting in the congregation is using it for good, but there's also these, uh, there are also always going to be, you know, the people... Predators. At the top, who use it against people. They use it to look good on the outside, and I'm sure there are way more good Mormons, for example, in Utah yep. than uh, people who want to do this, but there's probably people at the top. They want control, and they want power, and they use it to do dirty dealings behind the scenes. What, what do you think about that, caller? Uh, yes. Obviously, uh, like I said, the old Baptists were good people. The Southern Baptist, okay, there's 50-plus different Baptist denominations. Some of them good, some of them bad. But uh, you have this Masonic tie-in, and once the Masons get their foot in the door, they, you know, they come and take over. Uh, but like I said, we have, we have a lot of problems in this world. Uh, a lot of these churches need to keep, uh, kick their Masons out. I don't have a church right now. Uh, I'm so, trying to find a new one. A good friend of mine is a Mason, the sort of high level of them. I, I can't say I know anything about this stuff. And my guess is that he's going to tell me the truth, uh, being a good Christian by at least he appears to be. Yeah. Um, and, you know, good friend of mine. And 
it it really feels like he believes very firmly that nothing special goes on there; that it's just a uh, service club. That's that's entirely possible too. But there's also there may be hierarchies within masonry that do backdoor dealings and things like that. Oh yes, uh, I agree with you on that. You got one or two people who want to become a mason to do good. But once you go up the ladder a little bit, uh, things get worse and worse and worse. Now, it can be any esoterical society. It can be uh, any uh, – there are Christian cult religions. There are, like I said, uh, there's also some uh, just false religions out there. Look, I'm the type of person to read stuff by Jews, some people who have been in the Catholic Church, some people who have been Presbyterians. Our good bear Presbyterian, bad Presbyterian, excuse me, I'm tongue talking. And uh, I've got some stuff from good Pentecostals, and there's some, there's some good Pentecostals, and then there's some ones who sell cocaine out the uh, uh, back roads in McLeod, Texas. And there's like, how shall I say, uh, I'm trying to think of one more. Forgive me, I'm 58 years old, and it is not the years, it's the mileage. <laughs> uh, you, you, you have, I've read some stuff by some good charismatic, bad charismatic. One and one good Methodist, and then I love a lot of independents. But like I said, uh, a lot of this trouble is caused by people who have a, a membership, and any it can be any secretive esoterical society. I've always hated the Ku Klux Klan. It was big around where I was at. Oh, well. I could, I can't stand them people. And uh, let me see, and there's there's people who are good people of Jewish faith, and if you read the Bible, there were some bad people. Uh, who were supposed to be good, honest people, Jewish kings and, uh, and, and priests and such, and they did things that they shouldn't have done, you know? Yeah, like I, I think said, that... I, um... I, 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 can, I can get along with, like, Hindus and Buddhists. Sometimes we talk about something, you know, uh, about ancient... Um, forgive me for going way out in left field again. We can, I, I will talk to uh, this guy who is in Hindu from East... Uh, I said East India, from India... Talking about ancient uh, giants walking the face of the earth. I got a stack of books on high, uh, both Christian, religious, and secular of all types. But I can talk to people who are Buddhist and Hindus and, and Kurdish Muslims. I can treat them equally, you know. But I, like I said, I don't like totalitarianism, whether it's military, politics, government, or religion. And let's don't just pick on the Catholic Church. You got a lot of Protestants that way, some Russian Greek Orthodox. So basically, By you're just way, saying basically that. Can I throw one more thing in there? Yeah, go ahead. We got nineteen. We got nineteen aircraft carriers. Uh, Eleven of them are mega fortress aircraft carriers from Orwell's 1984. Can we do with just nine? They want to add four more. You mean the United States or Louisiana has them? The United States. The United States. On the other one, the other countries, they have no more than three. One, they have one, two, and three. Why can't we do with just nine aircraft carriers? I don't know. You know. I, I don't know anything about that, but yeah, it sounds to me like you're basically just saying well, judge the people by the people, not by, you know, don't judge people in groups. And I, I really like that message. What are you going to say, Mark? Uh, yeah, the U.S. has so many aircraft carriers because it needs to project power. It w- believes that it needs to project power all over the world. I just wanted to say that in his uh, novel, Norman McLean, uh, a river runs through it. He uh, describes Methodists as uh, Baptists that can read. <laughs> huh. Well, I don't really know anything about B- Baptists or Methodists. Thank you so much for the caller, by the way. It was uh, clearly showing the bias of a Presbyterian minister. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it was. Well, thank you for the call. I like the the um, message there, just basically that um, I, the thing is, I, I just don't know what to say about the Mason stuff because... I don't either. I don't know enough about Masonry, and I know good people who are right. Masons, and I'm sure there are bad people who are Masons. Yeah. That being said, you know, I, I think our caller really liked to talk and share his opinion, and that's what free talk live all about. Right. And um, it's, it's kind of nice, you know, just hearing somebody who's 58 and from Louisiana call in and say that they can get along with anyone as, as long as they're a good person. Because, like, a lot of people from up north, they think all Southerners are, like, bigots, and they're not. Yeah. It's, it's just nice. Nice conversation. Um, some book recommendations for you guys out there. He mentioned uh, 1984. He said he's read it nine times. That's definitely, like, the book that radicalized me. Like... Yeah, he's the real deal. If he read We too, he's uh, clearly not just some piker, uh, yeah. you know, talking about what, you know, trying to impress people with what he's read. Yeah, 
Um, so it, it kind of ties into what we were talking about when we were talking about this story with Tucker Carlson in, uh, not Florida, in Russia, um, looking at the grocery stores. We started saying it's a little messed up that now you can't even say you want to visit Russia. You can't even say, oh, they probably have pretty, or they do have safe, pretty cities and grocery stores. You can't say any of that because, um, it makes you look like a bigot, apparently. You know, obviously it's not true. Yeah, and everybody just wants Russia to disappear after the most recent problems in Ukraine. And I remember being on Twitter and people telling me, Ukraine's not a totalitarian state. And I'm like, really? They stop journalists from reporting. They stop political parties from running. They seemed a lot like a, a fascist state in many ways. You may like them better than you like Russia. And I may share your opinion, but that doesn't mean I can't call a fig a fig. Exactly. And I think I think we get lost in this whole tribalistic thinking when it comes to warfare. We think that Ukraine good, Russia bad, and that's yep. not how it is. Yeah. And I don't want anybody to think that's what I think about the Israelis uh, conflict either. I, I don't feel like either... Um, side group of people's better than the other on Israel, Taiwan, and China, Russia, and Ukraine. It's just about states doing things that are inherently wrong by bombing other people, and the the state is just a group of killers, thieves, and thugs, and mafia members, and goons, and tyrants. Anyway, and yeah. the people like the caller had mentioned, like you know, there there are good people, and then there are people using um power to gain authoritarian um control of, over other people and that's basically the type two types of people we have in the world that's the real divide that's it 603-283-6160 you can call in with whatever's on your mind 603-283-6160 more free talk live coming up If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. <laughs> 